we have more time to focus and we focus more completely when we're planning ahead of time. We're not just planning in the instant before we do. And focus allows our brain. In fact, it's kind of the secret sauce of getting mental maps and new pathways to be created in our brain. Hi, and you just entered the Leadership Gym. I'm Randy Hall. I'm an executive coach and leadership consultant. And this is the place where we work on our ability to lead our team, lead our business, and yes, lead ourselves. If you are looking to improve your capabilities as a leader, you are in the right spot. Thanks for joining me today, and I have a question for you. What if you had a more fully accountable team around you? What if you as a leader had more accountable people around you? What if you knew how to make your team show up in a more accountable way every day? Sometimes we just wish they would, hope they would, or get frustrated because they don't. But what if you had the tools and a process to help others steadily and consistently increase their ownership over their effort, their engagement, and their results. Well, soon we will be bringing a leadership course to you that will help you build a culture of accountability on your team. And you can get on the wait list for it right now at leadershipgym.com forward slash accountability. If you have ever felt like you just show up and solve problems all day, it's time to stop. If you ever feel like you have to do other people's work for them or check their work over, it's time to stop. If you find yourself wishing your team cared as much as you do about the results in your business, then learn how to change that for good and build your own fully accountable dream team. Go to leadershipgym.com forward slash accountability right after you listen to this episode and get on the list. We will be opening the door soon for this online course and it will help you create a very different future for you and for your team. So before I dive into our discussion for today, if you've ever been to the Florida Keys, you have to look up a restaurant called Hobo's and have the fish sandwich. And if they have grouper in that day, ask them to make it with grouper. It's completely amazing. It's like a life-changing experience. If you like fresh seafood, this is the sandwich to go get. This is the place to go get it. Hobo's Cafe in Key Largo. If you're anywhere near there, you can thank me later. I think about this, obviously, because I was on vacation recently and had the fish sandwich at Hobo's. It's pretty amazing. And I got to thinking about the amount of planning that goes into a vacation. I remember reading some research years ago. And what the research said was that most people actually spent more time planning their vacation than they did their retirement or their financial future. I know that that's true for a lot of things. We don't spend time planning. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about the power of planning 
why it matters, why we should do it, how it can change the way we show up as a leader. We think about doing time. We think about work time. We think about accomplishing time. And often, we neglect our planning time. Think about when you go plan a vacation, though, how much effort and thought and focus and choices and decisions go into that kind of planning. This is all processing that our brain does in order to make the execution of a thing go more smoothly when it happens. The reason we plan a vacation is because, one, we have all kinds of unanswered questions that need to be answered. And planning is our process for answering unanswered questions, making unmade choices. Where are we going to go? How long are we going to stay? Are we going to drive or fly? What do we need to pack? What kind of food is there? What kind of weather is there? What kind of food means hobos? cafe fish sandwich. I'm not sponsored by hobos in any way, but that's what food means to me now in the Florida Keys. It was very good. Okay, so we have to answer all of those questions as we think about this vacation so that we can execute it well. If we pack the wrong clothes, we'll have less fun. We will enjoy our time there less. If we plan the wrong things or things that aren't well-liked by our family or our friends or whoever we're going with, then we will have less fun. We will, in essence, spend our doing time at a less happy place if we didn't do our planning. And that's the same for leadership and work. We will spend our doing time in a less happy place, meaning we're just reacting to things that are coming at us. We didn't plan what kind of day we wanted to have, what our most fulfilling or most important or most results-oriented or most impactful activities are. If we don't plan that, then our doing time is less happy, less fulfilling, less impactful. And that's exactly why we plan on vacations. There were several things that I planned on my vacation that worked out exceptionally well, better than they would have because I planned them. I had researched scuba diving shops in the area. The reason we went to the Florida Keys is because I love to dive. And I think my family loves to dive too, but either way, they go with me. So I'm happy about that. And so I love to, to go experience that, to get underwater, to see that world, to not have a phone that can ring or any interruptions, or you're just purely focused on this moment, this dive, the things around you, what you're doing to get comfortable under the water, all of the things that, that that are just connected to scuba diving. So I, I, I love doing that. But I also knew that I had to plan it well to do it. The keys were packed. It was crowded. It was spring break. And I guess people are ready to be out. And so there were a couple of times I wanted to add extra dives. And the, the operation that I was working with was fully booked up. And so I had to know about other operations. I'd done that research. I'd done that planning. I knew who my second choice was as a an operation that I wanted to dive with. And so I immediately called them up and was able to get a space on their boats for some additional dives that we wanted to do that weren't in our regular package, weren't in our initial package. Had I not planned that, I would have spent more time on my phone or my computer during my vacation, which was something that I purely intended not to do. Planning helped me execute more effectively. I'd already made mental maps for what I would do if things went wrong or needed to be changed or 
I needed to be flexible around. I could be intentionally flexible because I'd already done the things, the mental thinking, the gymnastics, the connections, the, the organization in my mind that I needed to so that I knew what my second and third and fourth options were. So my flexibility was relatively easy. If we don't plan, we don't have that flexibility. So planning time versus doing time. Planning time makes doing time more impactful, more successful, more effective. Planning is simply our process for getting past the concept of doing and getting our thoughts around the action of doing. It is moving from intentions to activities in our mind. So I can think, and oftentimes when I'm coaching people, I'll say, hey, how do you ask different questions there to cause people on your team to think differently when you want change to happen, just as an example? And they will say something like, yeah, I need to remember to ask more questions there. Or, you know what, next time I should probably ask questions before I start telling them what to do. It's a common change process that we use is to get people involved using insight before we issue instructions. Because now they're just trying to execute. They're not building their own plan. That's another podcast episode. But you will hear people immediately voice intentions. Yeah, I need to do that more. Let's not confuse intending with planning. Because intent is not a plan. It is a precursor to a plan. I have to have an intent to do something before I can plan it. That's how our brain works, but it is not a plan. It is simply an intent. And an intent means that we haven't done any of the thinking about the details of execution, and so we can't actually execute. So the truth is, we plan every single activity or action we take. The quality of our planning differs dramatically, but unless it's a purely reactive response, for example, we had to slam on brakes because something ran across the road. Somebody said something to us and it, it kind of ticked us off and we immediately lashed out at them. We didn't plan that. We probably didn't even intend that. We just did it. Same thing with the brakes. We didn't plan for an animal to run across here. We didn't even intend to be ready for an animal to run across here. We simply reacted. Outside of everything that we do that is a reaction, we had to plan it first. Now, pay real close attention here if you're multitasking, because what I'm saying is spend you know more quality time planning, and yet I'm telling you that, hey, you plan everything else you do. But that is the key here. So if I decide I'm going to a certain restaurant to eat, I might do it just in that moment. Hey, let's go here. This looks good. With no more planning than that. I still have to mentally plan before I can execute. So I have to know, okay, I got to go get my car and here's which way we're going to drive. And here's. So I'm planning. But I am planning in the moment, which is a very low quality of planning compared to planning ahead of time. And here is why. We have more time to focus and we focus more completely when we're planning ahead of time. We're not just planning in the instant before we do. And focus allows our brain. In fact, it's kind of the secret sauce of getting mental maps and new pathways to be created in our brain. So the focus is what we need and the focus ahead of time means we have a lot more options. We make choices better. We 
actually connect our brain neural pathways in a way that, that create a mental map for us in a much more comprehensive fashion than if we just plan for an instant and then go do. Our brain has to plan something before it can execute it. And yet, the quality of our planning directly affects the quality of our execution. The quality of our planning means that we increase our focus time if we plan ahead. And that makes our results better. We got to consider more options. We got to think through more possibilities. We got to consider more roadblocks or challenges that could be in our way. And so our plan is much more effective if we are able to do it ahead of time and spend a little time on it. Focus helps those neurons connect. Here's what's interesting about this when it comes to leadership. As we tie this to leadership, most people do not plan their leadership. Most people simply show up and try to lead, but they don't necessarily plan how to lead, plan how to make progress as a leader plan the conversations they want to have with people, plan the way that they want to show up so that it's more impactful for the team they are leading. They don't do the work ahead of time. They hope they will do the work in the moment. This is similar to the concept of kind of happen to your life. Don't let your life happen to you. It's the same with leadership. Happen to your leadership. Don't just let your leadership happen to you. Planning forces decisions as you do it that make you better when you do it. So let's think about some of the things that cause us to plan well. The first is writing things down or putting them in some sort of visual fashion, in some sort of visual way in front of us. Now, I prefer writing to typing or typing into a phone or any of those things. That doesn't mean I don't use those other technologies to take notes, but it does mean that writing has a few components that make it different and better. One is that it involves more physical movement, which means we have to focus more than just letting our thumbs do the work. We have to move our whole hand or maybe even our whole arm. It is tactile. We have to concentrate more. It can't be done on autopilot as well. We have to use more of our resources to move things in a bigger motion. That way we can feel it. We can feel the pencil on the page. We can feel it drag across. It happens more slowly, which means that our brain is focused on it for longer. So for all of these reasons... Like the visual representation of something in front of us that we wrote has more impact than the visual impression of something in front of us that we typed. Because when we look at typed words, could have been somebody else's, could have been in a book, could have been on a page, they all sort of look the same. When we look at written words, that's our ownership moment. We, we have a pride of authorship when we just wrote it. So the choice is yours. I simply prefer that if you can, that you write because it lands in our brain differently and has more meaning for us. 
Doesn't mean you have to. Does mean that will improve your retention. It will improve your concentration and your focus while you do it. So if it's not written down in detail or captured in detail, it's not a plan. It's still just an intention. It's still just an idea. It's still just a thought we had. It's not a plan. If it's not on your calendar, it's not a plan. If you didn't allow time for something you plan to do, the research tells us we have a very little chance of getting it done. If we didn't allow space for it, then we're kind of just hoping it happens. We haven't gotten to the details of how and when we'll do it. Try to take a vacation without knowing when you're going. Try to take a vacation without blocking time for it and still get it done. Granted, that's an extreme example because a vacation is longer than something else we might plan to do. But it still holds true if we didn't save space for it. And if we don't know when that space is, then two things happen. One, other stuff will get in the way that we didn't know about or expect or intend. And two, we don't know when we're supposed to do it. And so it is very easy to just wait. We will put things off because they have no proper place. So we'll just lay them over there until we're ready for it because we don't know where it lives. So if it's not on your calendar, it's not a plan. If there are decisions you still haven't made, it's not a plan. The process of planning forces choices that help execution happen. So if we don't know sort of what we're going to talk about in that meeting, we haven't planned the meeting. If we don't know which of these two things we want to have a conversation with one of our team members about or which one we want to start with, if we haven't made that choice, it won't go well. We will do a less effective job at it because we didn't plan it. If we don't know which question we're going to start a conversation with for one of our team members that we want to help or that we want to coach or that we want to support or that we want to learn their perspective on something, if we don't know what question we're going to start with, then we have not planned that conversation, even if we have a time for it. So we must have it written down somewhere. It must be on our calendar. And we have to have made all the decisions that are associated with it in order to have a plan. If there are questions you still haven't answered yet, it's not a plan. If there are things you don't know and need to in order to do it well, it's not a plan. Planning is the process by which we take concepts and ideas and turn them into actionable things that we can actually execute and probably will execute on because we planned it. I want you to think about planning your leadership. What kind of impact am I going to have today? What are the steps I'm going to take to have it? What space do I need to allocate in order to make sure that I do have it? What decisions do I need to make about how I work in that space in order to do it well? What questions do I still need to answer in order to effectively execute this? Leadership is not an accident. The things we do today are not an accident. Most often, they are a result of our habits or external circumstances. That means that leadership and life is happening to us. And we get to decide how we happen to leadership and life. 
And planning is how we take control of that. It's one of the things I need to consistently get better at. It's one of the things that I consistently see great leaders still struggling with is doing planning in a way that helps them get to the next level, not just execute what they're already pretty good at today. It's easy to get comfortable and not think about what do I want to do differently and better? And what are the details associated with that? What are the choices I need to make with that? What's the time I need to allocate to that? And what questions do I still need to answer in order to go do that well? Planning will help you get there. If you like the discussions we're having here, the information that we're bringing to you, please do me a favor and go give us a five-star rating and a review wherever you listen to this podcast for two reasons. Let's me know I'm doing something that makes a difference for you, which is incredibly important to me. And the second reason is if there are others that could benefit from this, that helps them find us. It helps them have the thoughts or the ideas or the insights that you're having right now. And that's an amazing thing to do for someone if you found value. And so I hope that you will go do that. I hope that we've earned the right to ask for that too. And I hope that you will think about how you plan your day, your week, your month, your life. And that you will go use that tool to make an even bigger difference. We'll see you soon.